we're thinking about what Jesus said when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and um, it happened. This is kind of what we celebrate from Good Friday. When he went there with his disciples and he said, take this cup from me. Now, what, why Jesus said that is that he knew that he was going to leave this world painfully. He, was, he said that to his disciples and he knew that by the time that this evening that we kind of come together to think about, it wasn't going to end well for him. He wants to avoid the agonies of the cross. He doesn't want to go through with it. He knows it's going to be painful and humiliating. And that's why he says, take this cup from me. He asks his father, who he trusted in. And he knew, if you remember this from last week, we looked at this as a peace sign. And it's also a sign of victory. And what we looked at, it means two things for Jesus. Jesus understood that the Father is with me and that he wasn't alone. I am not alone. The Father is with me. But even though he knew he wasn't alone and the Father was with him, he still didn't want to go through what he had to go through that night. Um, he understood that in order to save mankind, that he couldn't save himself, that he had to drink the cup. And we all know what he decided, because he said two things, take this cup from me and thy will be done. We'll talk about thy will be done on Sunday. And we all know what he did. He went to the cross and that's why we celebrate um, Good Friday. Uh, let's not forget though, what Jesus experienced. He didn't want to go through what was ahead of him. He knew it wasn't going to be enjoyable, and he had some pretty strong feelings about it. Um, he kind of recoiled from it, and he said, take this cup from me. Think about what it means, just briefly. Think about what it means that he said that out loud. Take this cup from me. We all know he said, thy will be done. But he said, take this cup from me. Let's think about what that means. Let's think about what Peter said. Remember Peter, Peter felt fear and doubt, probably felt some of the things, same, same things Jesus felt. But he tried to push his doubts and fears underneath strong emotions. He, remember Peter said, I will go with you both to prison and to death. Nothing is stronger than me. My faith is bulletproof. And it didn't end up turning out that way. Peter tried to push down his doubts with strong emotions and big words, but it really didn't work. Jesus didn't um, do the same thing. He, In fact, Jesus warned people about a trap that a lot of Christians fall into. Here's what Jesus said. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Peter felt a lot of things in his heart that he didn't want to feel. And what he did, he used his words to try to push his heart down. And that's what Jesus warns us about. And that's what Jesus kind of, that's not what he did. He felt different things. He said, take this cup from me and your will be done. And he didn't push down, take this cup from me. But he was able to touch it and be honest about it. And because he was honest about it, and he poured out his heart to his father, he ended up being a lot stronger than Peter was. When we pretend that we don't have doubts and fears, it doesn't work out really well for us when the pressure hits. When we learn to be honest with God, 
what we end up finding out is that there is a courage that comes from being honest. Jesus' response is different. He says, take this cup from me. He didn't push down what was in his heart. He didn't distance his heart. He shared it with his father because he trusted the father enough to be honest with him. Um, two words of application, two things, and then we're done. And then we'll think about communion. And uh, First, the sign of trusting God is learning to be honest with him about fear and doubts. The sign of trusting in God is learning to be honest with him about the things that we think and feel. Look what it says. Um, Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Sometimes we think that if we pour out our heart to God and tell him all the up and down things that are in our heart, that that probably is not trusting him. We trust God when we say all good things, but that's not what this says. When we have fears and doubts, to trust God is to pour out our heart to him. And so being honest with God in our prayers is a really good thing. Uh, the thing that Jesus had problems with, uh, if you if we lived at the time that Jesus was around, and if we walked around with him, um, Jesus lets us know what God is like. That's why he came, so that we could know what God likes and what God doesn't like. And what we know from Jesus is that people who were honest with Jesus, he had no problems with. The thing that was hard for Jesus is a word called hypocrisy, a hypocrite. A hypocrite is somebody who says one thing, but underneath there are different things. They say everything's fine, but that's not what they feel inside. That's what Jesus had a problem with. And he was really okay with people who were honest, learned to be honest. And that's something that we learn as we trust God. That's the first thing. The second thing is that Jesus drank his cup so that we could drink from another cup. Denise talked about when she was talking to the kids about the new covenant. That's really why Jesus drank his cup. That's what he says. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Um, the new cup is the new covenant. The reason why Jesus went to the cross, if you want to boil it down, is exactly what Denise expressed to the kids, so that we could have a new covenant. There's a difference between the new covenant and the old, really quick. The old covenant contains three things, commandments, commitments, and consequences. It starts with God saying he will make commitments. He will do this and he will do that. But he said there's commandments. And if you do the commandments, he keeps his commitments. If you don't do the commandments, there will be consequences. That's what the old covenant said. And what people wanted to do, they wanted to to try to impress God, and, and so they, but it, it really didn't work all that well. There's, Jesus came so that the old covenant would be replaced with a new covenant, and the new covenant, it only has commitments. God says, I will put my law in your mind and write it on your heart. I will make my will. I will put my will in your heart I will be your God and you will be my people. I will be merciful, forgiving to your unrighteousnesses and will remember your sins no more. There are only commitments in the new covenant. There are no real commandments, but when you believe in God's commitments, it 
allows us, helps us to be more honest with him. More loving towards ourselves and others. Jesus drank this cup so that we could drink this cup. And that's what we're going to do. Um, in just a minute, I'm going to invite you to go up in the back. We have the juice and the bread. And um, during the course of the song, we're going to, there's a, there's a hymn, And Can It Be That I Should Gain an Interest in the Savior's Blood. What I'd like you to do as you're walking to get the bread and the juice, um, get it and listen to the words of this hymn. And it, you don't have to sing along, but just listen. And as you come back, reflect on it. And at some time during the song, I'm not going to tell you where to do. What I'd like you to do, it's, it's these individual serving things. What I'd like you to do, I'd like you to take and peel off the label on the bread and eat the bread. And when you eat it, think about Jesus dying so that you could be part of a new covenant family. And then after that, peel off the juice because this is his new covenant in his blood. I want you to look at that as you celebrate communion. This is what communion means. It is a new covenant meal. That's what it signifies for us, that we've gone from the old covenant to the new. It's like we're having a practice celebration, because when we go to be with him, this is what we are going to celebrate, that God made commitments to us, and we're going to be there together. And we're going to say, remember when we thought about the new covenant? He really did mean it, didn't he? And here we are. And this is kind of a practice meal. That's what this, that's what communion is. It helps us to remember the new covenant. Uh, so we're going to run the song and listen to it. Think about its words. I invite you to go, let's go and grab the juice and the bread, come back. And as you think about um, Jesus dying for you, drinking the cup so that you could drink the cup of the new covenant. Thank him for that and for what it means. Let me pray. God, thanks for um, coming to earth and your person of your son and for the cup of suffering that he drank so that he could extend the cup of the new covenant to us. And it's ours if we believe it. We believe that you came from the Father, Jesus. We believe that you came in order that through your death, you would be able to extend a new covenant to us. We believe that's why you came. And as we believe that, it becomes true for us. You want us to believe that you put your law in our mind and write it on our hearts. You want us to believe in your commitments, that you're our God and that you're merciful and forgiving to our unrighteousnesses and remember our sins no more. These are new covenant promises, and as we believe them, they become true for us. Thank you for taking the cup and drinking the cup of suffering so that we could experience the benefits of coming into a new covenant with you because of Jesus. Amen.